Welcome to the Hot Genius Podcast. This episode is called, What is Toxic Positivity? So this is something that I'm very passionate about because so many people misunderstand positivity and rightfully so, it can be quite confusing. And so let's begin by giving you examples of what it is, what it sounds like when someone's being toxically positive. And so really the way I define toxic positivity is when someone invalidates reality. That's all. So for example, let's say you are feeling really sad because your your dog died. Okay. And then you sit there and you go, no, I'm fine. I'm happy. Everything's fine. Oh my God. No, that's you being toxic positive because that's how you create negative energy. Negative energy is actually created through the resistance of how you truly feel. People think that negative energy is being angry and it's being sad. That's not necessarily negative energy whatsoever. It's that is more so just an emotion. And when you resist your emotion, you don't let, you don't let yourself feel the emotion. Of course, that becomes negative energy because negative energy is just resistance. That's what it is. And so, so many people are afraid of being negative, so to speak, right? Which again, I understand that. But every single time you don't allow yourself to feel the sadness or to feel the emotions that you are feeling in that moment, you are actually making yourself more negative and that is toxic positivity. Or when you see a friend who's really struggling through something, someone you care about, and you invalidate their experience, you didn't realize, like, if you've ever done this or someone's done this to you, they've accidentally created what is called invalidation trauma, where your brain starts to believe that you're losing your mind. Because if if someone says to you, hey, like, let's say your dog died and you're sad, rightfully so, it's a healthy emotional response to something like that. And then they turn around, they're like, oh, just be positive. Just be positive. Like, they should have a roof over your head. No, <laughs> no. And I know they mean well. Okay, I get it. But people who are uncomfortable with their own emotion are the ones who dismiss other people's. And they don't mean it. Okay, 80% of abusive behavior is completely unconscious and unintentional. But until we understand what toxic positivity is, it's always going to rule us. And when it happens... You're just going to let it happen because we don't have the awareness and then we enable that. So toxic positivity is when you are denying reality and your emotions. You can't change a reality until you acknowledge it first. And and being able to be a healthy, healthy, positive person is this. A health, healthy, positive person is positive about their negative feelings. Write that down. Let me say it again. A truly positive person knows how to be positive about their negative feelings. What I mean is that when they feel angry, they don't feel bad for feeling angry. They accept that they feel angry. Therefore, they regulate their emotion so much faster. When they are feeling sad, they're not upset that they're sad. They're just sad. And so what is this? What is this concept? So what this is, is that there's this thing called secondary anxiety. And what this means is that someone who has secondary anxiety now has developed anxiety about getting anxiety. So when they feel anxious, they are having, they're responding to their anxiety with more anxiety. And so this applies to every other emotion. Let's say sadness. So when someone feels sad 
because they feel sad, that's when they struggle. Because they're trying too hard to not feel sad. That causes resistance. And then that's going to make someone at risk of being toxic positive. And maybe you gaslight yourself in the process of that. What Imagine life if you actually felt positive, felt accepting and good about the times that you feel sad. Then first of all, you can already see that you would regulate your emotions so much faster. The sadness won't linger. You will be more emotionally intelligent. Your nervous system will be regulated more often. You'd be less stressed because you, you accept your emotion and you remove secondary emotion. Your secondary emotion should be love. And so in every emotion that we feel, we don't just feel one layer of emotion. We feel two all the time. So there's the actual emotional reaction That's primary emotion. And then there's secondary emotion, which is the response to the reaction of your emotion. Let me say that again. Primary emotion is the emotional reaction to a thought or situation. And the secondary emotion is the response to our emotional reaction. And so the trick here isn't to try and get rid of the primary emotion. No, that's healthy. That's normal. We need that. As humans, we need to feel healthy, guilt, healthy, anger. It's just how the world goes around. It's how you grow. But what we can change and what we should change and what we are control of is the secondary emotion. Again, that's the response to our emotions. And what people do without realizing most of the time is that when they feel sad, they also have that secondary emotion. Their emotional response to the emotional reaction is feeling sad for feeling sad or feeling guilty for feeling sad or feeling shameful for feeling angry. When you can remove or transmute that secondary emotion that you're inevitably going to have, the power is in your hands completely. And so maybe I should change the title of this podcast episode (laughs) because we're not just learning about toxic positivity and healthy positivity We're also learning emotional regulation. We're learning emotional intelligence. And this completely links to geniusness. If I haven't already told you, the traits of genius isn't just being intelligent. And I always say this. I sound like a broken record. Every single genius is highly intelligent, but not every single high intelligent person is a genius. So let me tell you the traits of genius. Number one, high intelligence. Inside high intelligence, in that category, it's not just intellectual smarts and intellectual intelligence, it's also emotional intelligence. It's spiritual intelligence. The next trait of genius is high openness, open-mindedness, open-heartedness. The third trait of genius is creativity. The fourth trait is your ability to actually be educated and knowledgeable at the exact same time. We need both. And so when you can understand and master your emotions, you are also mastering your genius. And and earlier I just said that every single genius is intelligent, but not every single intelligent person is a genius. That is why. Because intelligent people, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are emotionally intelligent. You know how many people with high IQs struggle in life? And it's because usually people with high IQs are more at risk of having either lower emotional intelligence or 
their emotional intelligence isn't in equal ratio to the intellectual intelligence. And when you don't have equal parts, emotional intelligence and intellectual intelligence, it's the equivalent of a really powerful turbo engine being put into a tiny toy car. It's going to explode. And that really powerful engine is the analogy for high IQ, high intellectual intelligence. And that toy car, that shell of a car that's holding the engine, that's the part of this analogy. It's representing emotional intelligence. How does a car with a powerful engine function at its best? With a appropriate sized and built car of a shell, shell of a car. Same with your intelligence. And so if you can understand toxic positivity, you can understand emotion, master your emotion, know how to respond to your primary emotional reaction healthily and maturely and intelligently, then not only will you be able to recover from mental illness, trauma, anxiety, and have a higher quality of life, but you are literally becoming a genius. Because... Once again, one of the traits of being a genius is being highly intelligent. It's not being intelligent, it's being highly intelligent. And to be highly intelligent is to be able to cultivate holistic intelligence. The main two that you should focus on, the most non-negotiables, is intellectual intelligence and emotional intelligence, but there's also spiritual intelligence. They're the bonuses. That's when you want to get into like mastery and advance, right? But for the sake of you becoming a genius enough for you to have an extraordinary life, solve problems that you've always wanted to solve. You just need to be the bare minimum of genius because there's different levels to genius. It's never ending because it's both a destination and a journey. But if you are literally level one genius, you are still ahead of 99% of the population. You don't need to be level 57, you know? You can if you want. It's a lifelong journey. It's the fun of it as well. It's an end point, you know? And we can start, we start by what you're doing right now. The fact that you're listening to this show, the fact that you're listening to this episode means you you are emotionally intelligent. Because there's a difference between being like someone who doesn't have the skills and and actually doesn't give a shit about that versus someone who doesn't have the skills and, and gives a shit about that. Which leads me to the last genius trait that I didn't mention yet, which is curiosity. And curiosity makes you a lifelong learner. Essentially, the last trait is curious and a lifelong learner because the curiosity within you, I'm not saying you don't know the things that you're learning in this episode, but just in general, the fact that you even want to know, even if you did know or not, that implies curiosity. That's the last trait of genius because when you're curious, you are naturally a lifelong learner. And so you are so much more closer to genius than you realize. Let's go over the traits again because I probably like went all around in circles <laughs> and I probably missed some, right? I'm so passionate about this. But let's go over the traits of genius and how they link to understanding toxic positivity and emotional regulation and having emotional intelligence, okay? So the traits are high intelligence, high openness, curious, lifelong learner, creativity, and I just went blank. <laughs> surely it will come to me but you get my point and having these traits link to your ability to respond to your emotion 
link to your ability to simply want to learn and to understand how you work. And it doesn't have to be hard. And it gets to be fun. Oh, I remember the last one. High self-awareness. Okay, now that I remember that, let me just try and remember it all. Even though I came up with these um, these traits, uh, let me explain how I came up with them as well, and then we'll wrap up the show, the episode, not the show, just the, just the episode. Okay, so we've got number one, high intelligence. Number two, high self-awareness. Number three, creativity. Number four, curious, lifelong learner. Number five is... Why does this happen? <laughs> well, welcome to real life. I, I, I love like keeping this in because I actually want to be the example, you know, um, of that. We don't need to be perfect. Like sometimes I can be a mess and that's okay. It doesn't make me not a genius. doesn't make me worthy. So I just thought that was perfect. The universe wanted me to forget just so I could like show you in real time that being a genius isn't about being perfect. I forget shit. I'm not insecure. Oh, I, I, just as I'm speaking, by the way, the things come back to me. Like I remember the trait. It's knowledgeable and educated. But anyway, but like what I'm saying is that being a genius, it's not about getting shit perfect. And because I have the emotional resilience and the emotional intelligence to be like, I don't need to prove that I'm smart. Like I'm so confident in myself and I'm okay with the fact that sometimes I forget shit because it's just, you just draw a blank because there's so much happening in my mind. Like that's Okay. And to love yourself anyway, like that's emotional intelligence. That's a, the, the first trait of genius. But like just for the sake of it, because I'm feeling really, really fucking determined. Let's see if I can remember them in order, despite how excited I am about this episode. This is because this episode boo is going to change your life. Seriously. And then we'll go over how I came up with the, how I identified these traits and um, how you can look into it further. And then we'll wrap up the episode. So the traits go as follow. Number one, high intelligence. Number two, high self-awareness. Number three, knowledgeable and educated. Number four is high openness. Number five is creativity. And number six, curious lifelong learner. Yes, I did it. I did it. See, just keep going. Now, let me explain. So when it comes to geniusness, it's really hard for science to measure it. They're still learning about it. So what they do to create data and to analyze what makes a genius? What does it mean? Is that they look at really extraordinary people who also happen to have a gifted IQ. That, that's what they use. And so they have come up with like multiple different traits that I found. And the ones that I just shared with you, they're all based on research that I didn't just make them up and pull them out of my ass. But the way that I have identified them, those six traits of genius is over the course of 10 years of my research and studying in this. This is like my baby. And before me releasing this show, I actually never told anyone that I was researching this stuff. It was something that was, I wasn't, it wasn't ready. It was like cooking in the oven for those years. It was mine. I just believe that sometimes we need to keep something close to our heart until it's done, till it's cooked, till it's ready before we share it, you know? And obviously sharing it and being ready does not mean perfection because I fucking still forget, (laughs) right? And I created it like these specific, you know, articulations and models, But sometimes, like, we need to express the truth. Like, I can't just preach. i got to show you in real time. I'm sitting there telling you, own yourself for who you are. Embrace your chaos sometimes if you need to. There's, like, organized chaos if that's where you are, but you still want to add value to someone's life. Own it. And that's what I'm doing. And so, as I was saying, I had to keep this stuff close to my heart. And before I decided to be brave and and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to build the company around it. 
like I was building my startup and I actually was calling it your goddess error for the first, what was it? First six months. And very randomly where I was like, I was feeling this resistance as I was about to launch um, the academy. And I'm like, no, I'm done. Like something feels off. I went and meditated and I said, and I asked myself what it is. And it said, Christina, it's time you like share this with the world and stop like half-assing it. Stop sabotaging yourself. Stop being afraid to be seen and stop being afraid of being judged because calling us, calling yourself a hot genius and then using that as a something that you stand for, for others to aspire to. Because being a hot genius is beyond me. It's what I aspire to be as well. You know, it's like my alter ego. And it's I believe it should be everyone's alter ego. And creating the hot genius society, that is a society of women, of like-minded women who have those, who, who either have those traits that I just stated or desire those traits or who want to master those traits, you know. But I kept them close to my heart. And and even though when, when it what ready looked like for me, it wasn't perfection. Like I said, sometimes I still get confused because it's a very complex topic. But being ready just meant that I was just ready to to own it, to embody it, to share it, to teach it. And that's where I'm at. And that's why you're listening to your show because in some capacity you resonate with that, right? And understanding the traits of genius and how that links to positive, being positive and what understanding what toxic positive is toxic positivity is and versus what it isn't understanding what it takes to be highly intelligent understanding primary emotion is emotional reactions and then there's also a secondary emotion which is the response to our emotional feelings like knowing these things can change our lives for all of us you know and i love that you're here a part of the hot genius gang it makes me so happy because this is not about me. This is not even about you, boo. This is about all of us, you know? Like, we're here to change the game. We're here to change what it means to be smart. And we're here to remind people of their power. And especially the most important thing is that you are drawn to this show and this brand Because either consciously or unconsciously, you have a strong desire to save the world. You've got a superhero complex like me. You, and not from a place of of lack or scarcity. You have this intuitive, intuitive understanding that the world is perfect exactly the way it is, but at the exact same time, it needs to grow, right? And that's what I meant by like save the world. Is that the quickest way to quote unquote save the world? Is to master yourself and save yourself. And when you can own your genius and master your genius and embody the hot genius in you, you are more than halfway in achieving your goal with your big heart. I know that you're mission driven. I know you have a big heart and I know you care about people. And I want to wrap up this episode by saying this. If you are toxic positive by any chance or you used to be, me too. I was as well. And there's no shame. There's no judgment. This is about awareness. We don't know what we don't know. But now you know. Or maybe you already knew. And maybe you needed this reminder because remember, a teacher is not going to teach you anything. You don't already know. A teacher, a true teacher, awakens what's already inside of the student. And that's my favorite saying because I don't believe in egoic teaching. I believe in soul teaching. And everything that you listen to on this show, you already have inside of you. I am not your guru. I am not your master, (laughs) right? 
And another reason why you're probably attracted to this show because you can feel that. You can feel that from the brand. You can feel that from me. Because we're here to evolve mankind. And what we have had is superiority and hierarchy. No. We don't put anyone on a pedestal. We don't put anyone below us. And a teacher does not mean that they are superior to you. They are equals. They are your mirror. They are heart-led. They are soul-led. And they're just here to remind you of your power because we can't do this alone. We can't do this alone. Doesn't matter how smart, strong, powerful, sexy you are. You, We can't do this alone, right? Trust me, I tried. <laughs> and so remember your power. Forgive yourself if you used to be toxic positive. Forgive the person who was toxic positive to you two weeks ago. But now that you have awareness, you know how to respond, you know how your emotions work, you know that in every moment when you have an emotion, there's two emotions coming out at the exact same time, you are in control and you are in control of the, of the secondary emotion. You, When you can master this, watch what happens. Thank you so much for being here. I love you so much, babe, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.